Hello and welcome to Theoretically Theatrical. In this series we peek behind the curtain and explore the world of performance. Today we will be taking a look at the practice of drama therapy and in particular a technique known as the sesame approach. Drama therapy is based on the idea that drama can provide a context and safe space for the expression of emotion. It may include group work, games, improvisation and role play. In my own life, I've noticed that one of the few times I could feel relaxed and safe was when I was rehearsing and performing. To this day, acting is a safe space for me in which I can feel supported and explore difficult emotions. In the 1930s, an educational form of drama therapy was introduced by Peter Slade, who worked with children's education to incorporate dramatic practices into the therapeutic process. Building on this, Marianne, or Billy Linkvist, devised the Sesame Approach. Marianne noticed that when clients were encouraged to interact with each other and their therapists in a playful manner, they became more communicative. She organised a group which was originally called the Sesame Cats, and over the years their techniques were developed into the Sesame Approach. The practice draws on the psychology of Carl Jung, the movement work of Rudolf Laban, and the dramatic work of Peter Slade. There are four core strands to the practice. Drama, movement, myth, and the sense of touch and hearing. These strands can be utilised together or separately in a flexible way. The therapy is described as non-confrontational and the clients are helped to resolve their difficulties through metaphor and non-verbal inner language. By experiencing this inner language, the client over time can understand their reactions and behaviour. What were Jung's theories about archetypal states of being? The sense of self comprises of a search for wholeness. I call this individuation. People are always subconsciously trying to reach their full potential. We inherit modes of functioning called archetypes and perform them in our everyday lives unconsciously. They have a great impact on how we experience the world around us. Our subconscious generates symbols that cannot be rationalized but are an expression of our internal state. By working with an individual's experience, therapists can help them uncover internal conflict. Clients must learn how to bear these feelings in order to grow. The Sesame Approach was born in part from Peter Slade's work with play and human development. The emotional response to play comes from our inner child regardless of the client's age. Play is a method of healthy communication and emotional growth and trains the behavioural systems that allow us to function in social situations. In a safe space produced by the therapy session, the clients can re-experience this formative period, where they can experiment with performing positive and negative feelings without being misunderstood. And the band's ideas about movement tie it all together. People communicate through a two-way language process. Our bodies are able to speak with signals, it is through our bodies that our inner life relates to the outside world. By examining movement, 
we are able to better understand the messages they are trying to convey. Every movement has the potential to express a feature of our inner lives. Through performance, we can understand why we feel individual or social uneasiness. By acknowledging these factors, patients can recognize circumstances that limit and distort relationships with others and themselves. Having watched some examples of the Sesame Approach, I was struck by the clients coming out of their shells and feeling as if they could interact with the group. I first saw this in their facial expressions, which seemed surprised and happy. Their playfulness seemed to visibly transform the way they held themselves, and the clients seemed more relaxed. It was very moving to see the visible beneficial effects of the therapy. An example of these benefits is found in the research of Campbell Kirk. They explored the effects of drama therapy on a group of female domestic abuse victims. These clients had experienced controlling, coercive or threatening behaviours. There's a significant psychological aspect to domestic abuse and it can result in lasting conditions. How did the drama therapy sessions help them? The room was divided into two spaces. The talking space, where the first part of the session was held, and then, when the subjects felt more comfortable, they moved into the play space. They discussed their experiences and then they were given objects to work with. They then progressed into creating stories and participating in roleplay. They used expressive movement, body sculpting and other drama techniques to link their aims with real-life actions and possibilities. The goal was to develop awareness, encourage emotional growth, strengthen the participants' self-esteem and improve their relationships with others. And when compared with clients in a control group who received key worker sessions, the group of women who received drama therapy showed a greater positive change in their core baseline. Why do you think it was effective? I think it's because humans are social by nature and need connection. And by collaborating, they rehearse the methods of forming connections in everyday life. It looked like the clients felt safe and that their experiences were being respected. Even though there was minimal talking, there was a sense that they were being listened to. Clients were able to communicate with the therapists, each other and themselves. I was impressed by the effect it had on the clients and the calm, confidence-inspiring approach of the therapists. In particular, having watched an interview with Marianne Linkvist, I was engaged by her warmth and calming presence. I was looking for ways to help my daughter, who was diagnosed with autism in 1960. Little was known about the condition at the time. We spent so much time in isolated hospital wards. I was certain that she needed a different kind of treatment. I had a dream about actors coming into a hospital and interacting with the patients. The dismal space became lively and happy. When I woke up, I decided I had to make this a reality. When psychiatrists saw the response from their patients, they invited us to work with them regularly. Then, in 1975, I began teaching the Sesame Approach to college students, and I founded the Sesame Institute, which continues to help people to this day. Pitrozella has some theories about why drama therapy is effective. Performing is a regenerative action. It can uncover self-knowledge, improve confidence, awareness and open-mindedness. Clients can explore their own boundaries and their relationship to themselves and others. The social space created by performances allows introspection and catharsis. What elements of performance are needed for the therapeutic process? 
Narrative is essential. By enacting a story, experiencing actions and creating a shared language with fellow performers, participants embody the therapy. There's something truly wonderful about the way that drama therapy and the Sesame approach can help people. The client's creativity develops the capacity to overcome their difficulties. I'll leave you with this. The name Sesame Approach comes from the story of the 40 thieves. The heroes can't get into the Cave of Wonders until they say the password. Today we've learned a bit about how drama can unlock our ability to communicate and process our internal lives. Thank you for listening. In Theoretically Theatrical, The Sesame Approach, the presenter was Rosie Beach. Jung was played by Alan Sunter. Slade by Mark McCartney. Laban by Ari Ellis. Linkfist by Leisha O'Brien. Campbell Kirk by Alicia O'Donnell. And Petrozella by Hannah Cooper. This has been a Yorick Radio production.